Welcome to the Caribbean Moms Podcast. I am your host, Laura Dorridge Phillips, and joining me today is wellness and lifestyle coach Nerissa Philip Peters from Holistically You. The CaribbeanMoms.com podcast is brought to you by Coca-Cola No Sugar. Great for pairing with a snack, cooling down on a hot day with meals, or simply when you need a refreshing break. Zero sugar, zero calories with the same great taste of Coca-Cola. And we are talking about unplugging. Our theme today is Unplugged. Nerissa, welcome to the Caribbean Moms podcast. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us and to talk about a topic that every parent could relate to. Every mother could relate to. Um, we came out of two years of lockdown where children were just online all the time. They had no choice because they had to go to school online. But even prior to that, they, you know, children were so engrossed in their devices, phones, tablets, computers. And with the last two years of just being inside, a lot of children were on their devices for school, for recreation. They watch movies, they play games, they connected with their friends. Um, how now as parents, now that the world is opening back up, how do we tear them away from these devices? How do we do that? <laughs> it's, it's very difficult, trust me. <laughs> because there are times I have to pry my, my own from their hands. Um, but what I have recognized is that when we as the adults also create that unplug it's a bit easier for the kids as well mm. because it goes hand in hand. We're always with our phones. We're always doing something. We're always chatting. We're on Facebook and Instagram and, you know, checking emails, you name it. We, we as adults do the same thing, just in a different way, right? So I think it, it's a matter of both sides actually recognizing that they need to unplug, first of all. And Not what I say, but what I do. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Practicing what we preach. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know? um, but there are some things that I have recognized that my kids enjoy. So we try to do it as often as possible. And that does help to limit their screen time from time to time. Not all the time, but, you know, it's it's a work in progress. So things like one, what? Of the, one of the main ones is family game night. Mm. My son is very competitive, so he likes to beat all of us. <laughs> he wants to have the most amount of hotels and you name it in Monopoly and all the other games that we play. So we're always buying sets of games to make sure that we have a variety. So the kids and my, my son is nine and my daughter's 14. So right. it's, it's a nice mix and everybody's able to play and that way we're not on our phones or the computer or the tablet every single time. So that's one of the main ones that we use and we try to do it at least once a week. Yeah. Okay. And the other one, it stemmed from my daughter's love of art. Um, so we have our own home sip and paint arts and craft time. And we will um, find some something that we all like and we would like to paint and we put the, put that up and then we're all in there and getting things done and everybody's excited. Look at mine. Look, let's see where, 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 you know, so that also helps, 
it it helps their creative side and it all again they're away from the screen because they 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 they're using colors and they're using their fingers and different mediums to come up with the art pieces as well you know um and the last one that we usually do is we go out and connect with nature mm. i love to go walking my husband likes hiking that's a bit um on the extreme side for me because i don't like too much creatures, creepy crawlies, but you know, it allows us outside of the bonding, it allows us to get some exercise, get the fresh air, you know, get all of the things that nature intended for us to get that we, we, we forgot about, not only during the whole pandemic and the two years of being in lockdown, but on a whole, because we, we've, we've gotten so busy as a society always in a rush, always on the go. And it's nice to slow down sometimes. You know, mm -hmm. it's nice to just be and look at all the amazing things that God has blessed us with. Lovely sunsets, lovely birds, the bees, you name them, you're able to experience them when you go out into nature, you know. So yeah. those are like the three main things that my family would do on a day-to-day -day basis in terms of unplugging. <laughs> I absolutely love that. I love the idea of a sip and paint. I love that. And you make a valid point. We really, as parents, have to model the behavior we want our children to have because sometimes we don't realize that they are looking at everything that we do and they are taking example from that. So our phones, you're right, our phones are always in our hands. So they're thinking, well, yeah, my mm -hmm. iPad or whatever needs to be in my hand all the time. So it really takes a lot of introspection yeah. for us as parents to say, okay, I need to all put right. down my phone and make time to connect. So mm -hmm. what are some of the benefits of unplugging? Not just for, not. I mean, I guess it's the same for adults, but for the children. What are some of the benefits there are, some of the mental, physical social benefits there are to unplugging it's good for your eyes so you're not always behind the screen and getting the light and all these different things it will also assist with your sleep because you're mm -hmm. able to come out of that technology a lot faster to get your body into that state for rest you know um it will help you to socialize <laughs> a lot better because we're so accustomed to always having this thing in our face that having an actual conversation is very hard for even the adults. So imagine for the, for the kids. So this, this way of actually unplugging, it gets them to, to, to start having conversations. It gets them to start interacting in things that they normally would not do. So they, like, let's say you're in the kitchen and you're cooking. Okay, screen time is over. So put it down. They'll come and actually... What you doing? Can I help? You know, they would mm -hmm. they, they will learn a new skill uh, in within the process as well because now they're not being distracted by everything that's going on on the socials of of yeah. whether it's a video game or the social media. You know, so those are some of the main benefits I would think with the kids um, in unplugging. You know, you get to learn to socialize a bit more. You'll be able to get better rest, and you learn some new skills in the process. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I guess, too, just, just moving, just running up and down. And, and, and like when you go hiking, just physically what it does for the body, for the growing body. 
Correct, correct. The now I would have done a bit of research just before, and I saw that the two two sets, the World Health Organization said that this was in 2016, so I can imagine it's probably even worse now. And they were saying that 80% of children between the ages of 11 to 17 don't get enough exercise. Mm. And funny enough, girls get less exercise than boys, generally, based on that study. And they were saying it's because they, um, it's because of the access to programs and whatnot. But this is out of the US. Now, I know for us, even for me as an adult, something that I've observed is that men have a non-negotiable. If they want to go and play soccer with the boys, they're going to go and play soccer with the boys. If they want That's to go right. and play basketball or take a sweat, as we know it in the Caribbean, they're going to do that. We That's as women, right. on the other hand, we're like, I have to go make dinner. I have to go see about this. And I have, you know, we always find all the excuses not to go and do something. And it, and maybe it's partially cultural as well, because we would train the girls that, you know, you need to do certain things as a girl. Whereas the boys are allowed to be more adventurous and, and loud and go climb trees and all these different things. So it's, 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 it's something that even as adults, uh, I've recognized that we do it. And I think we, we kind of filter it down to the kids again, you know, so getting them off the screen will help not only them, but help us. Yes. <laughs> with the physical yes, activity. Yes. yes. And do, and do you recommend that um, parents impose scheduled screen times for children? Yes and no. Kids need structure. So I would say, especially for the younger ones, they would, you know, you know, by, let's say, eight, nine, depending on their age, you have to be in bed. So, and, you know, when you come home from school, you get a little relaxed time because you've been in school all day. So, yeah, you could get mm -hmm. your screen time then. And then after that, now you'd need to actually do homework and re relax and prep yourself for the next day and to go to bed. So from that perspective, it, it gives them a sense of order and a sense of discipline and knowing that it's just for a specific period of time. Um, however, yeah. again, because technology is something so vast that we use all the time now, especially even for them to do research and stuff um, for school, they would, they would say that, okay, you only get an hour of screen time when in reality, if they have a paper to do, they may need to be on there for three hours after mm -hmm. school. So that's why I said it's, 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 it's a give and take. It's dependent on each child in terms of where they are at um, within their age bracket and, and the work that they actually have to do that may require them to be on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what other tips would you advise parents? Because when you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, Schools are back out now. Everybody's back to school. Yes. Um, definitely one way to ensure your children unplug is to enroll them in a bunch of extracurricular activities. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way, yes. <laughs> and anything with the, the extracurricular activities, it also means now that mommy and daddy has to be chauffeur. <laughs> so, you know. um, so mommy and daddy first to unplug themselves. <laughs> as well, yes. Um, yes. But I think I think it's it's also a matter of having conversations with your children as well, um, getting to find out what they like. You know, in some cases, you might have a child who is more into sports. They may enjoy mm -hmm. things like swimming and whatnot. So you find out what that is and see how 
best you could nurture that. That in itself will get them out of being um, on the screen all the time. Um, like I said, in my case with my daughter, she enjoys the art. So I have started nurturing that. So a lot of times outside of her school studies, she's I've, I buy all the materials. So I know she has it. So whenever she's ready, she'll be there drawing and painting and she's not on the phone um, right. or her tablet. You know, um, some kids like to cook. So again, it's just about finding out what they like because you don't want to just impose things on them just because, well, I'm the adult and you're the child. You want mm -hmm. to have that level of conversation where they'll actually enjoy it so it doesn't feel like punishment when you tell them they can't um, be using their phone or, you know, whatever the case might be. So we have to, to, to grow them up in a way that's a bit different to maybe how we grew up, you know, and have those conversations early so that we can start nurturing it um, from young. So that way, as they get older, it's a lot easier for them as well. Now, with the thing with technology, you know, a long time, we had landlines. And if you're on the phone too long, your mother will just unplug the phone from the wall. Yes. You will just see a dial tone. And, yes. You know, I would never forget <laughs> images of my mother just tell her watching me really fully plug in her hand. <laughs> so that, so that or, or they would lock the phone. Right. So that way they regulated your use of the phone. They mm -hmm. regulated your use of the television. They would just turn it off. Yes. You know, when it's time. But now with technology, there seem there are no boundaries. These children will be on their phones all hours of the night or one two o'clock in the morning. They they chatting on, on, on the on their devices, they're on these social media platforms. How do we as parents we want them to unplug, especially night you want them to get quality sleep? How do we manage that? Well, I, I could definitely speak from what I do. At one point during the pandemic, I'd have realized that about my daughter as well. I'm like you're always on the phone. You're not getting any rest because, well, it's time for mommy to sleep. Mommy goes to bed, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? I need to take the reins back a bit. And I need to set those boundaries because the, the, the boundaries aren't there because we're not setting them. And yes. the boundaries will only be an issue when you first set them. After a week or two, it becomes a norm. And then it's it's nothing because they're accustomed to it. But it's only when mm -hmm. you're now trying to get persons into that space to change their behavior, that's when you'll get a bit of tension. So in this case, us as the adults need to set the boundary. And in this case, for me, it meant I had to take the phone. Okay, your bedtime is at nine. Can I have your phone, please? And I would take the phone and I would have it with me in the room. I highly doubt you're coming next to the bed or in the drawer and take it out, right? And before I leave for work, because I would leave before they get up sometimes, their dad would be home, I would put it back in her room because the alarm would wake her up for school. So yes. after a while, she got accustomed to knowing that, okay, after this time, I my phone will not be on. Um, I need to tell everybody uh, mommy has the phone, right? So until it became habit that she knows, okay, this is the boundary. You know, and as she's getting older, I will I will increase the time period where she could use it and whatnot. But for now, we have to take those reins and get them into that practice of this is what you need to do. Yeah, because the thing is, for a lot of us, we come home, we're tired. The TV, the tablet, etc., is the easiest thing to, to occupy the kids' time while we get stuff done. 
And yes. while that's a good, in some cases, it, it turns out to be the kid's babysitter, which isn't necessarily yes. a good thing because of all that's, that the kids are bombarded with on a day-to-day basis. You know, I mean, recently I would have done a, a social media detox for a month because I got mm. overwhelmed with the amount of stuff that kept coming and a lot of it was negative. And kids go yes. through the same thing. They just wouldn't see. They would just maybe act out or whatever the case might be, but they wouldn't necessarily come out and tell you these are the things that are bothering them. So by also limiting their, their screen time, you're preventing them from being exposed to too much too quickly. You know, so we as the adults need to set those boundaries and hold to it because a lot of times we don't hold to it and that's the problem. And, and that is a, that is the common theme for this discussion that we as the adults as 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 parents we really have to be more intentional in how Correct. we raise our children and look at our own behavior as well. Yes. Yeah. Because we fall into the bad habits, you know, the phone is right there when we sleep at night. It's first yeah. thing in the morning we're on the phone. Correct. And they they know that. They could see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we um, don't unplug, they don't unplug. Yeah. And it spoke about you know us using the devices as babysitters. It's it's really it's it's, it's a cop out, right? It's so easy. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm busy. Hold hold the device mm-hmm. rather than so how how do we maintain that balance though? Like you come home or so say you pick up your child, you might have to carry your child back to the office after school. You work in, the child is on a device. On the way home, the child is on a device in the car. You get home, you have to cook or whatever. Your child is still on the device. Like, where do we find the balance? One of the things that, well, I liked reading growing up. Some kids don't. Um, but this was one that a, a fellow health professional would have shared with me. Ever so often, they get a new book. All of them have the same book. And they would read a chapter and each child would have to kind of give a summary of what they learned and, you know, how, how did it make them feel and all this. So, so they're being entertained, but it's just not with a device. And obviously, if we're all reading the same book, we know if you're making up some grand story, right? So that's one of the ways that you could use as well or teach the kids to start journaling or, you know, puzzles and um, the ones to build up, you know, or even yes. I, 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 I grew up on crossword puzzles as well. So get the books and the word search and stuff. My son is always there trying to help me find the words. and stuff. So there are other ways. I always tell everybody as much as technology is great, it helps us to connect. I love people. I yes. love actual books. So, you know, getting them into the habit of, of, of the uh, touch of paper and doing things that are not technology specific um and like i said it could be anything in this case um it's just to, to, to tweak it and as you go but there are things so many things that we used to do to entertain ourselves <laughs> back in the day so it's just a matter of revisiting that um and getting the kids to start enjoying those things as well like i said in some cases you know there would be things they'd like and in others stuff they don't but it's about having a conversation and finding a, a, a common ground and, and meeting in the middle. Yeah. That is very important. And it, there are so many benefits really mentally that that mental stimulation that they get from doing, from reading, from because, you know, it will help, you know, teachers will always tell you if an SCA exam, 
you need to start introduce your children to reading from early, from 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 five, six, so they could get into the habit of reading. They could learn words. They could learn to express themselves. They could learn to think. They could learn to spell. Exactly. A, a lot of analytical skills. All these things that yes, you know, because I feel like the devices sometimes just numb the brain. Cause you're just watching this. It's yeah. like almost mindless entertainment sometimes. It is, it is. Because when you read a book, you read a story, it's up to you now and your imagination to see it in the way that you, you they're describing it, but it, it, it will come alive to you in so many different ways. And, and everybody laughs at me because I tell them, I dream in cartoon. Like they dream in is like everything is in cartoon because my imagination is so vivid even to this day because I still read it. You know, and yes. even with my kids with for SEA and all these different exams, I'm like, if you don't read, you won't learn new words or you won't learn these fancy phrases that you could start using to make yourself some extra eloquent, <laughs> you know? Yes. So, yes. It, and because of the fact that they're going back to critical thinking for a lot of the exams, you have to read because with the technology, everything is is microwave. It's it's right there. It's, mm-hmm. it's a quick fix. You're getting everything right at your fingertips. But because we have to go back to that level of critical thinking, we have to go back to the old school, read the book, actually understand it as opposed to just seeing a, 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 a visual on on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Now the thing is, we don't want to. We're not. We're not trying to demonize devices. Definitely. Um, and there, <laughs> and there are definitely advantages to being plugged in. How, if if as a parent, you really, you really, n- maybe need or in a moment, really want you need your child to use a device for a, a, a moment. How can we make sure they get the best experience out of it? Well, again, that's dependent on us we would know what would be the most beneficial, what's more on the educational side, or even what's on the wholesome side. So mm-hmm. we would need to to, be, to start monitoring the kids from that perspective. So like my nephew, he's two. He knows how to find the stuff that he wants to see on his tablet. But yeah. the parental control is in there, so it's only these things he could go into. You know, and it's the same thing with all the stuff, the devices and stuff. Yeah, I have the parental control, so there's certain things that, you know, they would not be able to pull up and see. Um, right. So it's just a matter of us, again, we have the control. We just need to make sure we utilize it properly and, and actually utilize it. And you'll have the best of both worlds because it is the techn- technology is beneficial. It helps us to connect mm-hmm. to people all over the world, you know. Um, I tell everybody we're living in, in, in Jetson's time. The only thing we don't have is yes, we are. yet. <laughs> Would you believe? Like, we grew up watching this thing and it seems so far-fetched and now we like yes. smack dab in the middle of it. Exactly. You could you could press a button, meal comes, you you press a button, look, we're videoing and we're not even in the same, same space. Yes. You know, so yes. the technology is amazing and there's a lot to learn from technology. It's just a matter of us guiding the children towards those things, as opposed to just the video games and the, you know, all the the, the stuff that tends to numb your brain. There are, there's a yes. lot to be learned, and it's just a matter of us, both adults and kids, um, tapping into that. So to recap, as parents, we have to model the behavior we want our children to to do. 
we have to be intentional and, and really be present. That's the key word. We have to yes. be present. Yes. Yes? Yes. Present with our children. Be intentional with spending time with them and, and, and encouraging family time. Yes. Come up with activities that the entire family can enjoy. I'm definitely going to take that sip and paint idea. Yes. I, actually, I, I, I really like that. My kids were the ones who came up, came up with it, and I, I, I enjoy it with them. I really do. I love that. I'm not one for hiking, but definitely the Sipampit. I will do that for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. And I'd really just encourage the children to get out, move. You know, I, I, I remember, I think I shared this with you prior when we had planning this um for you to come on as a guest. My, I remember when my, my last son was in preschool, his volleyball teacher said to me that he had to teach these, some of these preschoolers how to run, how yes. to jump. Because they were just inside on devices all the time that they weren't even getting playtime. Yeah. And that yeah. started me. I'm like, isn't it a natural instinct for us, for children mm -hmm. to want to move and do those things? Correct. But he's like, no, he had to teach them. So yeah. we need to be more mindful of what it does to our children yes. when they sit down, being sedentary on devices all day long. Correct. It, it does have a, an adverse effect. Yeah, yeah. And 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 we, like I said, we all we have to constantly model the behavior that we'd like them to do as well, because uh, half of us have sedentary jobs, so we're always by a computer and stuff. So to us, we're thinking it's normal. So again, we have to unlearn so that we could teach our kids something different. So it's a constant, Excellent. constant wheel that we'll be going through until we get it. We may never get it wholly right but you know we, we keep going and we try every day excellent Nerissa thank you so much like that to me is a real key takeaway as our parents always say not what you say is what you do so if nothing yeah. else you guys take away <laughs> from this please take that away so when you're bowling up at your children for sitting down on the laptop or the, <laughs> the iPad whole day stop halfway mid rant and take a look at yourself so when you point one yes. finger, you have four pointed right back at you, right? Oh, right, right back at you. Right, yes. right. <laughs> Narcia, thank you so much. This has been very informative. Really good ideas and tips that we could use in our day-to-day -day lives to encourage, you know, just to bring more balance back to the family and to the children. Thank you so much. You are most welcome. Okay, guys, you'll be listening to another episode of Caribbean Moms Podcast. Join us again. The CaribbeanMoms.com podcast is brought to you by Coca-Cola No Sugar. Great for pairing with a snack, cooling down on a hot day with meals, or simply when you need a refreshing break. Zero sugar, zero calories with the same great taste of Coca-Cola.